Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Hard In My Take, the number one podcast on TheDreamShake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Jeremy Brenner here, and today, Mr. Michael Brown, full day to talk Rockets basketball with you, my good sir. Yes, sir. It's about that time of the year. We have a Rockets game this week. If I'm we not- do. We do have a Rockets game this week on Friday, December 11th uh, in Chicago. Um, and we'll talk more about like the preseason stuff on our next episode on Thursday, or at least we think, because we had we've you know we've been going Monday Thursday throughout most of the off season, but when opportunities for new podcasts come up, especially when uh, we get guests, uh, we usually try to fill those gaps in as much as we can. And we uh, in our last episode spoke with uh, Ben Mehich of the uh, of our sister site Bullets Forever to talk a little bit of John Wall. 
And I guess that's where we'll jump in to start. Uh, for more John Wall talk, go check out our previous episode. But, you know, Ben kind of gave us a bit more of a different perspective, a more complete perspective, I would say, of John Wall. You know, he gave us he, – he gave it to us straight, Mike. He wasn't, you know, all bells and whistles about him. But, you know – do you does your opinion change a little bit after you know talking to Ben and listening to him a little bit? Um, I mean, to me, he sounded like a a guy that was frustrated with John Wall's injuries a little bit. Um, you know the the amount of money that the Wizards were paying him, and he hasn't played the last two years. You know, I think he made a good point that the Wizards right now got the better player between Westbrook and John Wall. Mm-hmm. And the more that has come out about this trade, you know, Woj was on ESPN this past week saying that Harden preferred to play with, with John Wall over Russell Westbrook. The more that comes out about this, this is a, the Rockets. I don't want to call it a Hail Mary to try and keep Harden happy, but that's what it seems like, is they were willing to do whatever it took or whatever it takes to make James Harden happy. So no, my opinion didn't change. I still think, I mean, the the biggest question with this trade after talking to him is still, is John Wall healthy? If he's healthy, I think the Rockets have a chance to really hit it out of the park with this trade. Obviously, if he's not, and you know, he's not the same player that he was, that it could look pretty bad because I think Russell Westbrook's going to have a great year with, with Washington. Yeah, you know, it, it. He also kind of explained Washington's motivations in in doing the trade, which you know, as Houston guys, we don't necessarily get as strong of a perspective from their from other teams. You know, we get we get the national perspective, and we have our local perspective here in Houston, where we see the team through a much, I, I would say, a much more. Um, what's the word? It's like we we see it from a different uh, up close view in a way. I mean, I know we don't necessarily, you know, we don't talk to the players or anything like that, but the coverage that you get of your local team is much more magnified. That's that's the word I was looking for, magnified and, you know, it's up close. And so you get the uh much more specific I- issues and all that. So like I guess that's why it baffles me and it, it frustrates me when I'm watching, um, when I'm watching the NBA schedule uh, release show on the Jump on Friday, and I'm seeing all this stuff about, oh, the Rockets play the Nets March third. Which team is James Harden going to be on? The Rockets or the Nets? Or you know, oh, James Harden's not going to be going to practice and all that. And you know, I guess that's where we'll go next uh, with James Harden and stuff. Now we're recording this before they have their practice. We're under the assumption, though, that James Harden is going to be at that practice because the Rockets haven't needed to be at training camp yet until today. Today, or excuse me, Sunday. Sunday is the first day of official practice. And I guess we're recording this now because we're banking on the fact that he's going to be there. Because what we've been told from players, more specifically Ben McLemore in his interview this week, that James is going to be there and he's going to be ready for the season. Yeah. Um, I, I want to, 
I want to preface what I'm about to say with if he's there today and he, based on the, the Snapchat video taken at the University of Houston um, within the past seven days, James Harden looks to be in shape. Um, but I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm growing frustrated with the actions of James Harden in the last week or so. I'm frustrated. Explain yourself. Um, I think players don't owe the fan base anything. Let me start there. But when there's as much noise around James Harden and the Brooklyn thing and all of these things, you know how you move past it quickly? You get to training camp and you say, I'm locked in with the Houston Rockets this season. I'm ready to go. He hasn't done that. He's in Atlanta going to something called a little baby party. Little baby's party. Okay, well, yeah, you know, giving out $300,000 to little baby, you know, when the rest of his teammates are in Houston getting ready for training camp. Now, when you make as much money as James Harden, you make your own rules. I get that. I understand that. And the first mandatory day is today. But I would have liked to have seen him there earlier to squash this, you know, I know he's unhappy. Everybody knows he's unhappy, but he can't do anything. Do we? Um, I do mean, we? put the pieces of the puzzle together and he's not, he, you know, he's in Atlanta doing his thing. He's not with his teammates. You know, look at Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon's quote from earlier this week. Somebody asked him, does, he, does it feel like James Harden is still on board? That's a question you have to ask him. He's still with our team, so I assume so. That's not a real ringing endorsement of James Harden on the outlook of this season and how Eric Gordon thinks. But also, Eric, Gordon, Eric Gordon's not the right guy to ask that, I feel. Because I feel like Eric Gordon, you know, I get the, I get the perspective from him that he kind of just goes in and does his job. He's very much of a work friend. But he's not really a friend with the guys outside of um, outside of the season. I think he he likes his off seasons. Well, that's and, not good that he's make, that we're paying him eighteen million dollars a year, and and you don't think that he's a guy that we can go off of. Well, he's been, he's been look at Stephen Silas. Stephen Silas has said that Eric Gordon's been great since he has gotten here. They basically talk every day. So does yeah. Talk. You know, well, that to be here's, an issue. Here's my thing with NBA players. And just professional athletes in general. I don't – and look, they are – are they different than, you know, you and me? Yes, because they make millions of dollars playing a game. And they have people like us that talk about them in in high regard. And we get paid to talk about these people. So that is in and of itself, you know, makes them different than us. But do they deserve to be treated differently than us? Like – if I go to work, people shouldn't care about what I do outside of work. That, to me, is is beyond... And the only reason James Harden, it, people know where he is, hanging out with little baby in Atlanta, is because he is affable and he is a public figure and all that. And the reason... The thing is, this is turning into a negative story because there's been a lot of negative press against James Harden. And in reality... Does it really matter what, um, you know, do, do you think James Harden really matters? What really cares about what 
people think of him? In my opinion, no. James Harden knows the truth, and and that's it. And look, I just there have been reports of him being unhappy, but there have also been rumors where you know he did talk to Woj the night in which um, the night in which Russ requested a trade, and that news broke. Literally minutes after that happened, there was a report that said James is in Houston, ready to go. And since then, we haven't really heard anything out of James's corner. Like, that that came strictly from James. That is, you know, we're hearing, oh, he might be unhappy, we might be this, we might be that. Kevin Durant spoke to the media in Brooklyn earlier this week and made, you know, and said the James Harden rumors were just rumors. They said, oh, yeah, we worked out together, but that doesn't mean we want to be on the same team. And look, they might want to be on the same team, but it's like, it's kind of like, oh, you know, hey, it'd be cool if we teamed up one day. And look, that might happen, but... I think there have been enough stories, enough rumor, enough talk, and enough action that has been that has led us to believe that James Harden is going to be a rocket for this season. And you know, we can't say much more after that because his contract situation is is kind of iffy, and we don't know if he'll resign in Houston or not. And it might be in the Rockets' best interest to trade him after the season, but. For now, two years, the Rockets have clearly made their position clear. James Harden is not getting traded from the Houston Rockets in the near future. But I have a problem with a guy. You ask me, do we care what happens off the court with with Harden? I don't. But the negative press that's being brought onto Harden right now is by his own actions. Yeah, but I feel like every athlete gets negative press when they're not you know, performing well. And and no athlete, even LeBron James, the greatest, you know, NBA player right now, gets 100% good press. When LeBron James was, you know, Mr. Three Quarters, every every story that was about LeBron was spin negatively. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the MVP of the NBA, uh, has gotten a lot of negative press surrounded around him. He's in the same boat almost. You know, J- he said all these things about how he would love to stay in Milwaukee and all this and that, but yet stories are made up about him every single day about how he wants to leave and how he's not going to stay and all of this stuff. And look, people are prone to this negative press because that's just the monster that the press has become is when you aren't performing successfully, you tend to get negative attention. And that has nothing to do with the kind of person you are or anything like that. It matters about the kind of athlete and how you're performing in the NBA season. And to be honest, in 29 teams at the end of the day end up negatively. Look, all of these stories. So, like, I'll say this. There's about three or four teams in the NBA this, this year right now that are getting positive press. It's the Lakers, the Nuggets, because they overperformed. And the Heat, because they overperformed. Every other team is getting negative press stories about them every day. The Celtics, made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, are getting all this negative press about how they've lost two major free agents in the last two seasons with Kyrie and now Gordon Hayward. Uh, You also have the Clippers, for example. The Clippers are having their own tour of, oh, there's about a bunch of toxicity in the Clippers culture because Paul George is, you know absent and Kawhi Leonard lives in San Diego like 
come on. Like that, that to me is ridiculous because look, Kawhi Leonard went to college in San Diego, San Diego, not super far from LA. Like they are taking these small details and they are exposing them and turning them into negative connotation. If the Clippers won the championship, you guarantee there would not have been that kind of confrontation. They got they got very unlucky and they lost all three of those games in which two of them in which they could have easily won. And they get all these negative stories about them. Same thing with the Rockets. Look, the Rockets, I'm not saying they would have won the series, but look, if the Rockets lost in seven games, there would not have been all this negative stuff about Harden and Westbrook. It's about the way they went out. They went out like a bum, so they're getting bum stories written about them. But I'm talking about James's actions right now. Do not James is going to celebrate a birthday party. What's wrong with that? Because it doesn't re- – it's the timing of it, number one. And number two – I'm sorry, little baby was born right before training camp in a yeah. season in which, you know, training camp usually isn't in December. Yeah. If okay. it was during the season, I don't think James Harden would have been out in Atlanta. No, but it, but the situation – it's not just the birthday party to me. It's his demeanor up until this point. If he shows up today and he says, look, I'm locked in, you know, let's go Rockets. Like, okay, cool. It's squashed. But you think it's a good look for the your $40 million man to be gallivanting around town in Atlanta and not at least being in Houston while your teammates... He was in Houston this week. And well, he went for 24-48 hours to Atlanta. I'm just saying the fact that he hasn't spoken to the media yet and nearly every one of his teammates have, I'm just saying it's just not a good look. That's all it is. It's not a good look. And you know what? If he comes out in the season and he balls out and he goes out for 40 points a game and the Rockets start 15-2, and two, great. It's a non-story. It's a story right now because of his actions leading up to the beginning of mandatory. But that's, that's the thing that I don't agree with and I don't appreciate is the fact that the connotation of stories are based off of how players do on the court. And that's just, to me, like, the thing is James Harden – the reason why the Rockets lost in the bubble was James Harden responsible for it. Yes, he he bears some of the responsibility, but not to the point where he's getting all of this, you know, stuff about him. But that's just how the world works. That's how the NBA world works. If you are not a winner, you are a loser. And if you are a loser, you will get bum stories written for you. That's the nature of the game. Yeah. That's the nature of the game. Let him let him get to camp today. Hopefully he reports. And I'm you know, if he doesn't, then it's gonna become an even bigger story. So hopefully he shows up all is well and we can, you know, move past this. I'm just saying, as a leader on the team, I don't appreciate how he's approached this week. That's all. It ends there. I don't know. Look, if he doesn't show up, I think that is because I honestly think that because then if that's the case, then a lot of people are lying. A lot of people are lying. Um, And we'll see. I mean, I just I hate that. I hate that. I hate all the speculation. I'm I'm tired of it because it's just like I, I, I don't see like like James's legacy in Houston has been so positive up until about 
you know, two months ago. Like, like everything, like James did not do anything wrong up until two months ago. And even then, like, I don't know, like maybe it's just all catching up to him, but I just, I don't think he deserves it. Here's my, here's, I don't think he deserves all of it is what I'm saying. Like, do I think he deserves part of the blame for losing in the bubble? Yes. Do I think that he deserves part of the blame for all of these, you know, all of these pairings not working out? Yes. A little bit, at least 50%. But I just, look, the thing is James Harden has been the identity of the Houston Rockets since he's come to town. He's been the number one player since he's come to town. And I just think that the way that he's being treated is not fair. A hundred percent. Do I think some of it's warranted? Yes, but not all of it. See, I don't blame him for the bubble uh, lack of success. I blame that on Dan Tony, Daniel House, and Russell Westbrook. That's exactly why I have hope for the season. Because why all three of those guys, you know, two of those three guys are gone. But the thing about the bad press that you're talking about, he's bringing it on himself because, because he doesn't care. But that's the okay. But that he doesn't care. He care. And you know what? Then they're just going to keep on coming because he could have squashed this two months ago because he knows what's out there. He knows the fact that Woj and Shams are all out there saying he wants to go to Brooklyn. And he's done absolutely nothing to squash those rumors. He very easily could do it. He just hasn't done it. I don't believe Kevin Durant for one second because his track record shows that he wants to team up with multiple other superstars because he couldn't win a title in Oklahoma City. He did it when he went to Golden State. So I absolutely believe that he would follow his own playbook again and watch James Harden in Brooklyn. And if James Harden doesn't care about the bad press about him and he doesn't, you know, want to come out and he wants to let these rumors continue to circulate, then that's on him and that's fine. But I would be remiss to not bring it up and say that as of right now, I'm disappointed in his lack of awareness and how it's affecting the Rockets in their preparations for the season. Yeah. I mean, Gordon saying, I don't know. You know, you're going to have to ask him. That's not a good look that Eric Gordon has no idea if James Harden is still on board for this season. I mean, I can, if Ben McLemore saying he's going to be there, great, fantastic. If Steven Silas says, I expect James to be here. Do you think John Wall would have requested a trade if he didn't know James Harden would be on board? Um, no. It's not about John Wall requesting a trade, though. If John Wall... John if, Wall wanted to come to Houston because he wanted to play with James Harden. He, okay, but... He and if, the rumor, if, if, if the story is true about what Woj is saying, James Harden wanted to play with John Wall. Okay. Yeah, we, we'll find out. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll find out. It, the I the the Wizards could have just said, you know, John Wall could have just wanted to get out of Washington immediately, and the idea of playing in Houston, you know, playing with Demarcus Cousins, his, his one of his best friends, you know, that's great. He and I'm sure he would like to play alongside James Harden, one of the best players in the league. I'm eager to hear. I guess this all boils down to I'm just eager to hear from James Harden. At the media availability. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if he showed up to practice and didn't make himself available for comment. Wouldn't shock me at all. I would hope not, but Me too. I think that's just a, a that's just a it's just not it's it's an easy way out. It's a cop out. But 
Would you? Let me ask you this real quick. Would you be shocked if he did that? If no. he stood up and said, you know, he he didn't make himself available for the media today. No, because he's not ready to face the music yet. But hopefully, at some point, he will. Um, and all he has to do is just say, like, I'm here in Houston now. Let's go. My goal is to win a championship, and, and that's it. And then he he doesn't even have to say anything else. He he can just say hello, everyone. I just want to be on camera saying this. You know, my goal is to win a championship here in Houston. Hasn't changed. Um, and for the season, and we'll see. And I, I don't even need a commitment for him for two years. I just need a commitment for the season at this point. Because at this point, things in Houston have been going on a season by season basis lately. Especially right. when you're in title contention. But that's what that's part of my issue with the way he's taken the last two months is that he could have just said this on a tweet and you're done. Easy. Boom. Why is that? He doesn't owe anyone that. He doesn't owe anybody that, but now it brings up the questions of how is he going to approach, you know, training camp? How is he going to approach this season? Is he going to pout like a little baby? Well, also I think it would feel good if, um, you know, apparently if I, if I'm requesting a trade and my team is refusing to trade me, I think that'd make me feel at least that my team wants me. You would think so. And that's why I'm, I, I want to continue to love James Harden like I have in years past. I'm just a little frustrated with all of the noise. I'm like you. I hate the noise. The fact that this is. No, I hate the noise too. But the fact that it's still around. Is, I hate the noise uh, in what it's creating. Because it, it, in my opinion, it's creating a lot of mis. It's creating a lot of, you know, mis direction and you know we're hearing you know six stories that say one thing and then half a dozen stories that contradict them all and there's just a lot of up in the air stuff and that's it's frustrating correct and i agree with you that john wall i'm sure john wall and james harden have talked and if Woj is saying that james harden preferred to play with john wall i believe that i i will take that to the bank all I want is for James Harden to come in to camp in shape, ready to go, say the right things. Even if you don't mean it, just say the right things so we can all get excited for the season. That's all. Yeah. You know, they play a game in less than a week. And the fact that. Well, they play a preseason game. So. Preseason, right. But with the amount of, I guess the other thing that we haven't talked about yet is the amount of new pieces on this team, I think it's important and vital to the success of this season that they get together as much as possible, as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And that starts today. It could have started earlier this week. We don't know where James has been. We know he was in Atlanta for that one night. He could have been working and out. he was in Houston a few yep. days before. Correct. So we don't know how long he was there. He could have very easily been working out that morning private jet to you know jetted i should say to atlanta come back the next morning and, and it's all hunky-dory exactly we'll today. that's that's what i that's what i'd like to think it is but let's move on let we talked a lot of james already let's let's move on to some other rockets we have um so a couple rockets talked to the media this week um ben mclemore eric gordon um Gerald Green, Stephen Silas, Marcus Cousins. Um, Mike, what's one quote from somebody or one interview that stood out to you 
from the interviews that were done over the week? Um, I've got two. Uh, the first one is Daniel House. Mm-hmm. I think Daniel House, uh, going first, I believe it was on Tuesday, I thought he handled it quite well. He came out, quick statement. I apologize for my actions and the mishap is what he called it in Orlando. I'm focused on this year moving forward. I thought he did great. I thought he did exactly what he needed to do. Um, the other yeah. one is, is, is Gerald Green. I, I, can't, boy, Gerald Green. I can't remember a guy that literally loves his city as much as Gerald Green does and the way he talks about it. And I bring up Gerald Green because I don't know how many minutes he's going to get this year, but he's a guy that you are better off with than without, especially on this roster. I think he's going to be a great locker room guy. I think he, you know, I go back to uh, uh, the game against Minnesota a couple years ago when Gordy Zhang pushed Chris Paul and Gerald Green comes across the court and shoves Gordy Zhang into the front row. Still one of my favorite Gerald Green moments ever, but it shows how much he loves the guys next to him and the way that he was talking about he's excited to prove a lot of people across the league wrong that he can still play. And I think that's only going to benefit the Rockets. So I think those are the two uh, interviews that most stood out this week. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, some of these guys have um, non-guaranteed deals. So uh, Jerry and Grant, Gerald Green, Marcus Cousins. Uh, and we can't expect, you know, and we don't have the full details of all of those contracts. But... We have to assume that not every one of those guys is going to make this team. And, you know, it's tough because obviously you think DeMarcus Cousins is going to make the team. And you think this, look, Jerry and Grant came afterwards, but he's a point guard. And right now this team needs a point guard. So that makes me pessimistic about Gerald Green's chances of making the roster. Um, but also, I mean, there's there's a shot that he that he gets it. You know, the Rockets are at 20 guys right now. Assuming they get, you know, 15-man roster and two two-way guys. And they're still in my look, I've seen some websites that have listed Kenny Wooten as a two-way player, and I've seen some sites list him as just a normal contract. And I'm still a little I'm, I still don't know exactly whether Kenny Wooten is the two-way player or not. So I'm just – I'm not entirely sure about Gerald Green. But look, if you had to – you have to assume that one of Jerry and Grant, Gerald Green, and Kenny Wooten is not going to be on this roster. Yeah, I, I think – Or Jay Sean Tate as well. Jay Sean Tate, his contract is partially guaranteed. He so, and it's only it's a small guarantee. It's like fifty thousand dollars. So, Jay Sean Tate is not is not a lock to make this roster either. So, out of those four guys, Mike, who do you think the Rockets let go of? So, Jay Sean Tate. Well, I'll throw in another one, Chris Clemens. I'll throw in Chris Clemens there too. Out of those five guys, who who gets the boot? Oh, Chris Clemens. I don't understand Chris Clemens's role on this team. Uh, he's too small. 
I, I think the, the, the Jerry and Grant signing was a, an under-the-radar signing that I'm a big fan of. I, I like Jerry and Grant. Speak I on it. Speak huh? on it. Speak on it. We haven't really talked Jerry and Grant yet. Yeah, Jerry and Grant, um, he's only 27 years old. Uh, he's got good size. And like you said, unfortunately, uh, I think the, this means that Mason Jones will not be on the roster. I, Mason Jones is a two-way player, so he's not going to be on the 15-man roster, but he can come up and down. Right. So according to Fagan, Jay Sean Tate, Kenny Wooten, Trevlin Queen, and Broderick Thomas are going to be competing for the other two-way deal um, in his eyes. Out of, out of those guys, the one that I – I think the two names that pop out most is Jay Sean Tate and Kenny Wooten. I say Jay Sean Tate because the Rockets hired his old coach from Ohio State. So I think that they see something. Or no, in, from, from Sydney. Sydney, sorry. Yeah. Um, so Jay Sean Tate, Kenny Wooten, I think, is a really interesting uh, prospect down the line. I think, I think Gerald Green makes his roster. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, so I think the other two-way spot is going to end up going to Jay Sean Tate. Uh, so Jay Sean Tate and Mason Jones, I think are your two two-way contracts for the season. Yeah, and look, you can have a guy like Ben Mclemore, who, you know, during last year's training camp, I did not have Ben Mclemore on this roster. Yet he ended up on it and did far more than anyone ever expected out of him. Boy, so if there's a guy that can be like a Ben Mclemore. I would say, like, someone that overperforms, I would say it's either DeMarcus Cousins or or Gerald Green. Uh, look, with me, with Jerry and Grant, I think it's okay. But I think, like, when the Rockets get to... Um, when the Rockets get to the traded line, they're going to look for an upgrade. That That's where you upgrade at point guard. Where you get, like, a backup point guard where... Um, like if you look at the 2021 expiring free agents um, in the NBA, let me pull this up now. So, so I, while you look that up, I do think before we end the show, I think we should take a, another quick look at the roster and where it stands before officially starting training camp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so like guys that they can get. I don't think they're gonna make a trade. But I do think that they're going to. Um, I, I do think that they might do make make one or two more deals uh, right before um, like the trade deadline, which isn't until March. But um, you know, if I look at some of like if I if I look at a guy like Patty Mills, this guy like Dante Exum, oh, like they could. What I would they give could for- make. They could make some, uh, you know, Derrick Rose the free agent. I don't know if they they'd go for Derrick Rose, um, but you know, Ish Smith. Like they have they have some point guards that are on the market that they can go out and get. Um, I don't think they're gonna make this before. They might. They might. Um, I know that there was a source that was out there that said that they're done making moves for now. But if they don't like what they see in Jerry and Grant, maybe they do go make an upgrade. In, in the market. You know, look, Daryl, whatever Daryl Morey did, I'm, you know, I know that Daryl Morey's not with the team anymore, but given that Rafael Stone worked with Daryl, uh, with Daryl Morey the whole, um, 
the whole way through, I I wouldn't like it's the same field of thought. Um, so I wouldn't put it past the Rockets to make uh to not make a move at any point. I think they're always going to be looking to try to make a move. Oh, for and sure. So, so like, it wouldn't surprise me if they make a trade, and if for an expiring contract, uh, right before the season started. Um, and, and those are those are a couple of guys that you know make sense. Um, right there uh, of the people that I mentioned, those are the guys that make sense. Uh, a lot of guys just signed you know contracts, um, so they're not going to be traded. Um. You know, guys like, you know, Raul Neto and, um, you know, Della Vadova, uh, Reggie Jackson. Like, go, those guys are not going to get traded because they just signed as free agents. But, you know, Patty Mills makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, he is a $12 million contract, so that might be a little bit out of their price range. Um, but, yeah, there are, there are some guys. Uh, Derek Rose at $7.5 million is someone I would take the flyer on. Um potentially at the trade deadline if if that if that makes sense um ish smith making six million like that that's a that's someone i would take a flyer on Uh, six million though i mean alfred Payton at four and a half million uh frank matilakina at four and a half million dennis smith at four and a half million yeah you may have there are a couple guys that make sense May have to incentivize one of these teams with a draft pick um, in order to. Yeah, and to the get... Rockets have a couple of them. I mean, but that's the benefit of you know what what Daryl didn't understand. No, not didn't understand. That's not the right phrase. One thing that chose, he didn't chose to ignore. Chose to ignore was those first those draft picks as incentives to trades uh, are big. I mean, they're important. Well, no, I think he definitely understood that because he traded them all. Well, okay. He, I think he chose to ignore the importance of keeping some of those picks for some of the smaller deals, I guess I should say. You know, the, the Rockets, I think, are, are put themselves in a, in a decent spot with the signing of Jerry and Grant and having Mason Jones. I think that they're going to have enough there that they don't need, they're not going to need to go out to the trade market before the season starts. Uh, but I think it's something that we definitely will keep a close eye on as the season progresses. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's look at this roster before we sign off. 20 guys right now. Mm-hmm. Assuming assuming no trades are made. Assuming James Harden stays. Assuming the, they all stay. Um, right now, they need to make... They need to make three cuts. Three, three total cuts. Uh, two two way guys, and then fifteen for the main roster. Mm-hmm. So let's so, start with the two ways. So the two ways right now is what Mason Jones, Mason Jones, and then, and then one more under you know Jay Sean Tate, Kenny Wooten, uh, Trevling Queen, Broderick Thomas. They're all going to compete for that last spot, according I, to Jonathan Hagan. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if Kenny Wooten makes this team, the actual fifteen-man roster. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if Kenny Wooten makes it, then that likely means one of the non-guaranteed guys, um, Gerald Green or um, Jerrigan Grant, doesn't make this team. Yeah, 
No, that's a good point. Okay, so starting from the starters, you have John Wall, you have Harden, you have House, you have Tucker, you have Wood. That's five. Gordon, mm-hmm. Cousins, Macklemore, Cabolco, Sterling Brown. That's ten. David Nwaba's David Nwaba's eleven. Let's say Jerry and Grant is twelve. I think Gerald Green is thirteen. Kenny Wooten would be 14. I don't think Chris Clements makes this team. Um, Yeah. So I think after 12 with Nawaba and Green, my last three would be Wooten is 13, Jerry and Grant is 14, and. So I'm looking right now at Jerry and Grant's contract information and Chris Clemens' contract information on Spotrack. Um, Chris Clemens' contract is non-guaranteed for this season, and it becomes fully guaranteed on the 27th of February. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry and Grant is guaranteed 50000 and will that will become five hundred thousand if he's on the if he's on the roster come opening night? Hmm. So with so the thing is, they have more leverage to keep Chris Clemens up until February, and then they can do what they did, like with Isaiah Hartenstein, and cut him right before his guarantee date, and then go from there. They could do that. I mean, the if you're able to have team guys, I mean, Wooten, you can keep Grant, you can keep Wooten. Maybe Jay Sean Tate, you know, is your is your fifteenth guy, and then your two two ways. The way I look at it would be, um, if Chris Cle- Chris Clements probably starts the season on the roster, you're right, and then Nwaba's twelve. Let's say Grant is 13, Clemens is 14, Wooten is 15, and then your two two-way guys are Mason Jones and Jay Sean Tate. See, I I actually think that Jay Sean Tate is more likely to make the main roster because mm-hmm. they signed him to, I believe, a four-year deal or a three-year deal. They signed him to a really you know decent sized contract so maybe that puts tate on the main roster and wooten and mason jones are your two two way guys so yeah the way that i see it is you know wall harden house and then tucker wood your backups are cousins um you know sterling brown eric gordon um Bruno makes the team. Um, Macklemore. So right now I have 10. And then one of Clemens and um, Grant. I don't think both of them make the team. I, I, I feel like at that point, I don't I don't think both Clemens and Grant make the team. I don't. But right now where I'm at, if, if Clemens or Grant make the team, that is 11. Jay Sean Tate, 
um, and Kenny Wooten are 13-14. Nawaba is Nawaba is going to make the team too. Um, oh. So right now I have 8-12-14. Um, I guess, mm, I mean, with Clemens and Grant, that's 15. And then your your two ways are uh, Mason Jones and, I mean, but then I don't have Gerald Green making the team. So that's the thing. Gerald Green will be on the roster. Yeah, so if Gerald Green is on the roster, that means that one of Tate and Wooten, it's either going to be this. Either Tate or Wooten, one of them makes the roster, and one of them is a two-way. Or they both make the roster. They choose, you know, Broderick Thomas or, um, you know, Traveling Queen is the other two-way. And they cut one of Grant or Clemens. Yeah, Clemens needs to be gone. Jerry and Grant, to me, just makes more sense. Jerry and Grant wasn't in the NBA last year. Yeah. I don't know why you're so high on him. Because it, because we're comparing him to Chris Clemens. And I think Chris Clemens is awful. Well, then, if, if that's the case, then Jerry and Grant's not that much better. And neither of them should be on the roster. Uh, quite possibly. I don't think either of them are going to be on the roster when the... Um, when like we get to the latter part of the season, I don't, I, or at least not playing a huge role. Like I, maybe Jerry and Grant plays the Chris Clemens role this year and rides out the bench, but I, like none of them are going to get rotation minutes deep in the season. Maybe at the beginning when things are a little bit in flux, but I don't know. I, to me, I, I don't think, I, I think one of Grant or Clemens is getting cut. So Jerry and Grant did play six games last year for the Wizards. In in the bubble, because the Wizards had so many people opt out. Right, but I just think Jerry and Grant would be a, a nice insurance policy at the end of your bench. That's all. I, I would have no problem cutting Chris Clements and having Jerry and Grant as an emergency backup. He's got good size. He's six foot four. Um in his career, not a great three-point shooter. Um but I think the Rockets have enough space on their roster for a guy like Jerry and Grant. I think it's going to come down to can Mason Jones outplay Jerry and Grant for a roster spot in camp. But Mason Jones is already getting a two-way, so that doesn't matter. The question is, is Mason Jones going to outplay Jerry and Grant to get playing time? That's the real question, mm-hmm. is, is yeah. whether or not Mason Jones can actually play into um, – a roster spot because what the Rockets could ultimately do is they could get Mason Jones um, realize that he is the guy kind of like what they did with Chris Clemens. And then once his two way deal ends, sign him to a main roster spot and then cut whoever you leave on the roster out of Clemens or Grant. It's a good point. Yeah. So we're going to definitely talk a lot more about the roster as it develops over these next two weeks right before the season starts we are two weeks away from the nba season starting a little over two weeks until the rockets start their nba campaign against none other than the oklahoma city thunder on opening night uh december 23rd uh that's two weeks from this wednesday so be sure to check out all of harden my take throughout the time by subscribing to our podcast and downloading it so you don't miss a single episode and be sure to follow us on Twitter at DreamShakeSBN. And give us a like on Facebook if you're over there. 
We're going to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. Be sure to also follow my co-pilot, Mr. Michael Brown, on Twitter at UH Big Red Hat Guy. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Until next time, go Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.